Today, we celebrate the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. And Trinity Sunday, as it's often called, is one of the most difficult tasks for a preacher, because you just have to describe the entirety of the Trinity in like seven minutes. So it's a pretty tough job. But I say today is the best time to start preaching, mostly because if you leave here today with more questions than answers, I've done my job. It's the one day a year a preacher gets permission to confuse the hearers. The Trinity is inexhaustible. It is a mystery without comprehension. Even in eternity, we will never understand the Trinity fully. The Trinity is infinite, and we merely finite, finite. Yet, today, St. Paul tells us that we have access to the life of the Trinity because of the sacrifice of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We know about the Trinity because it's been revealed to us by the Trinity's actions by the Father's tenacity in the Old Testament, by the depth of the Son's love in offering his own life for us, and of course, by the Holy Spirit's actions in our life today, the same Spirit who continues to reveal truth to us today, just as Jesus promised. The Holy Spirit has led us to a very deep and real understanding of a great truth, each of us here today was created in the image and likeness of God. And if God is a trinity, and he is, then the trinity becomes of supreme importance to us. Because this trinity is the image that we bear, the image in which we were created. At its most fundamental level, the Trinity is a perfect exchange of love. A perfect exchange of love being shared between the Father and the Son, and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit and the Father, and all the different variations you could possibly come up with. This perfect gift of love is what each of us were created to mirror and image. It is our inmost desire, the only way we will ever be satisfied is to receive and give love in the same way that the Trinity receives and gives love. Need proof? Let's look at our creation. Let's go all the way back to Genesis. And remember how God created the universe. And after each thing he created, he said, that is good. I did a good job on that one. And then he got around to making man. And he crafted Adam out of the clay. And he said, Whoa, this is very good. But just a few verses later, we see a very troubling line. God says, it is not good. It is not good. That's the first time God's ever said that. And we're just at the beginning of creation. What is it not good? It is not good for man to be alone. Oh my did God screw up? Did he mess up when he made man? No, not at all. To the contrary, God saw that he made man in his own image. He made, God, he made man like himself. 
He made them with a heart bursting with love, but he had nobody else to share that love with. He could not satisfy his inmost desire. So God rolled up his sleeves and he got to work and he created Eve. And when Adam awoke from his sleep, he said with a deep sigh of relief, at last, at last, here is someone I can love and be loved by. Someone who I can give myself away to freely and wholly without stipulation. At last, Adam could finally fulfill his desire. We are each created in the same way that Adam and Eve were, with a desire deep down in our hearts to give away our lives in love. Our love for one another is a mirror of the love that exists within the Trinity. We fulfill this desire most deeply when we give, give ourselves away as a free gift with no strings attached. And we fulfill it yet again when we receive the gift of someone else. But oftentimes, we fail to live up to this reality, to this calling, to this vocation. Adam and Eve fell for the temptation of living for oneself, of allowing love to become pointed inward instead of outward. They fell out of love with the Trinity and into a selfish one that looked out for only their own good. They transformed from being people who live to give love away and into people who try to take love for themselves. And boy, don't we know it when we experience this. Don't we know it when someone's trying to take from us rather than to give us a gift. It makes us feel unsafe. It makes us feel unloved. And we begin to close up our hearts so that we can't be hurt by anyone else. The Holy Spirit has come among us to change our hearts, to free us from the power of selfish love and sin, and to heal the wounds of mistrust in our relationships. Often, we can get caught up in lies that tell us that we're not worthy of being loved, or that we're incapable of loving somebody else because we've been hurt too badly in the past. But here is the truth the truth which the Holy Spirit proclaims to us today and reveals to us day after day. You are lovable. You can love others. You are not unworthy of love. You are created with love as the purpose of your life. The Trinity may be a mystery, far beyond the comprehension of a poor man like myself. But the love of the Trinity is not. See how God has created us to give our lives away in love. See it in a father and a mother who sacrifice for the life of their child. See it in the priest who lays down his life in service for others so that they might know the healing power of Jesus. This 
is the love of the Trinity. This is the love which St. Paul spoke of today when he said, God's love has been poured out into our hearts. This is the love we were created for.